The next half podcast, Overwhelm. Welcome back, everyone. Today, let's talk about overwhelm and provide some top tips for managing that feeling. It may seem counterintuitive to discuss being overwhelmed during the summer months, a period of holiday time for many, but it's not. This is the perfect time for three reasons. First, holiday provides reflection time, which is the ideal for pondering better life habits. Second, feeling overwhelmed can come at any time, and even more so with the heat. So the sooner we can be prepared, the better. And third, this summer in particular brings more mounted stress than usual for many of us, and for graduates and school-aged children that we all know. Exam results and opportunities for all for the next step has been affected by this pandemic. Let's absorb these practical pointers now to best help ourselves and our loved ones manage feeling overwhelmed. We're all too familiar with this dreadful emotion. Its intensity feels uncontrollable and overpowering when it appears, as if we're sinking or choking. However, as unpleasant as it is, we simply can't avoid it in today's world. Dealing with overwhelm seems to be a natural and recurring part of our everyday life. And because of this, it makes sense to take a moment to better understand what causes this feeling and learn some top tips on how we can best manage it. These pointers can help us all be our best. A familiar feeling. Stress is acceptable in manageable doses. It can create a surge in intensity of focus, which helps us accomplish a task. However, a tad too much and the effects are disastrous. The weight of being pulled down overpowers and productivity can crumble. The worst yet is that no matter how much life experience we have, these feelings of overwhelm will occur. Statistics say that over 90% of us have felt a sense of overwhelm at least once in the last seven to 10 days. That's unbelievable. Being overwhelmed can take hold like a surging wave instigated by something that we could predict, like juggling too many responsibilities at the same time, or it can strike suddenly, triggered by something not forecasted. Overwhelm overwhelm can also lurk as a constant, low-grade threat underlining the surface, present but not threatening until it's too late, ominous, almost like a vine growing around our necks, slowly tightening. Either way, overwhelm is unwelcome and unpleasant. It could be manageable though. Let's discuss how our brain reacts to overwhelm and then provide some helpful tips on effectively tackling it. What happens in our brain? When we're feeling close to overwhelm, our brain seeks to resolve the situation and calm us down. I'm not a doctor, but what has been explained to me by a biologist is that two things happen when we're feeling overwhelmed. Stick with me for this basic biology class because it explains a lot about our behavior when we're in this state. So first, our brain tries to reduce the demand on it. So extraneous noises, which we can usually tolerate, for example, become unbearable. Like footballs being hit onto your wall, which made me actually lose my cool last week with one of my kids. I still feel quite bad about that. Second, when we're under pressure, our brain relies more on fast instinctive instinctive systems to make decisions rather than the slower analytic processes because they take less demand on our already full head. It takes shortcuts, which can make us more likely to fall back on old habits and patterns, which in turn may be unhelpful and trigger difficult emotions. Another result of switching to the fast analytic process is that our capacity to be rational and problem solve decreases. Things feel simpler, good or bad, positive or negative. There's less gray or in-between variation. Of course, life isn't really that simple. Things are rarely as bad as they really feel at that moment. All this results in our feeling quite negative when we hit overwhelm. It's important to remember this, that this is a system of over, a symptom of overwhelm, not really a reality. 
It's important to remember that this is a symptom of overwhelm and not a reality. There, I did it. <laughs> when we find our calmer place and our thinking brain kicks back in, things will feel more hopeful. When we take a breather, we literally feel better. So when the quicksand level is rising or that vine around our neck is tightening, it's literally best to have a time out. Let's talk about ways to tackle overwhelm in a minute. Okay, so we now understand what happens to our brain when we're feeling overwhelmed. We also get that we all live in a world where this feeling can reoccur. Let's benefit by better equipping ourselves for dealing with this feeling. Next, let's understand its causes and highlight some helpful pointers on what to remember when we're feeling overwhelmed. The causes of being overwhelmed. We all must learn to recognize our individual triggers, which can make us feel overwhelmed. A classic for many is having too many balls in the air at the same time. Some of us may like being mega busy. However, if we're not mindful, being occupied and engaged will quickly descend into feeling submerged in stress. I will share my personal experience with this last week at the end of this feature. Another common trigger for feeling overwhelmed could include emotional trauma, financial stress, an anniversary of a loss or emotional benchmark, family friction, spending too much time alone, being yelled at or in a hostile environment, sexual harassment, health issues, our own internal expectations in dealing with a change. Change is a big one now that our routines and our future plans have been affected by this pandemic. A bottom line is that our everyday life can and probably will include at least one of these stress inducers, often several. So let's prepare ourselves and our families. Here are some practical pointers on how to manage overwhelm and stay away from that quicksand. Top tips on how to manage overwhelm. One, remind ourselves of these following points. When overwhelm sets in, let's first remind ourselves on these little nuggets of wisdom to help ease the feeling. For ease of recall, I have, labeled them, I have labeled them the RPGPs. I know, I know. Please feel free to provide a better mnemonic in the comment sections if you can think of one. Anyway, RPGP. Let's remember R, real. Be aware that these feelings are real. It's our mind way of telling us, it's our mind's way of telling us that we need to slow down if we want to live a healthier life. We should listen to this warning. P, positive. Get rid of that negativity. Let's remember that while our feelings are real, overwhelm is a simply jumbling of our thoughts, not a collapse of our whole life. We all have the power to control our thoughts. We can thus manage who we are and where and what we want to be. That's really important to understand and to believe. When we're feeling overwhelmed, let's remind ourselves that our whole life isn't falling apart. Just our thoughts at that moment, at that time, are confused and need a rejigging, a reprioritization. We need to take some time to purge negative, self-deprecating emotions and thoughts. And as we do this, we will feel renewed energy and even more invigorated to take on the day. Three, gratitude. This is really important. The feeling of being grateful and appreciative is vital for mental health. Coaches often suggest that clients write journals recalling what they're grateful for. This helps being in the quote-unquote present. Gaining perspective on our problems is also important and can, be, and can also augment gratitude. Perspective and gratitude are topics I will write more about. Proactivity, the last P. When we feel overwhelmed, let's first remind ourselves of, of these four initials the R, the P, the G, the P. 
And then let's progress to the following pointers to practically and proactively manage and emerge from this feeling. The second top tip is prioritize and divide into manageable chunks. If thoughts and worries interrupt our daily rest time and barge into our usual activities, it's time to prioritize. Let's stop, breathe deeply, and think of all the issues that are swirling in our heads that need to be tackled. I find making lists really helps. This process allows us to identify the plethora of stuff that needs to be addressed, and the act of writing it all down is quite cathartic. I swear that there's some magical meditative power for me in list making. I will let you in on a secret though. Sometimes I add quick tasks to my, la my lists just so I can enjoy the therapeutic act of crossing them off. <laughs> okay, well now we've made that list. Let's segment the whole seemingly mammoth mess into smaller, more manageable chunks. And that's the key. Let's identify, divide, or segment, and conquer. When we understand all the components of our overwhelm, and then what needs to be done first, second, third, and fifteenth, the job becomes doable. The third tip, communicate. Communication is really important so we don't feel isolated. Let's tell other people how we're feeling. Let's share. Let's vent. Let's have a conversation, a monologue, or a dumping session. This helps reduce our stress levels, when both e which both eases the sense of overwhelm and provides the breathing room and fresh perspective that we need. Remember to balance communication with the adage, less talking, more doing. We need to be aware that talking gets us only so far. At some point, proactivity needs to start. One example is a friend who volunteers at a homeless shelter. This allows her to contribute, enhances her gratitude and perspective, and also helps the shelter. So analysis through communication is really important, but it's not an excuse for procrastination. Get doing as well. Four, delegate. Delegation is a key to survival, and it's something that many women aren't great at. Often the sense of overwhelm is a result of a feeling that there's just too much to do. And if this is the case, let's think, is there someone at home or at work that we can, that we can delegate some of the tasks to? While it's easy to think, it's just quicker if I do it. That doesn't help us nor teach us, nor teach the others surrounding us. We must learn to ask for, and we must learn to accept help. Know our boundaries. The fifth tip is that we must remember our boundaries and keep them. Remember the expression, saying yes to someone else can be saying no to yourself? Well, whether it's accepting another project at work or a social invitation or task, we're simply not, we're simply not keen, oh, sorry, whether it's accepting another project at work or a social invitation or task that we're not keen on, simply saying yes commits us. So instead, perhaps follow the strategy of, hmm, let me see, I'll get back to you. Let's decide on our own time scale if we want to do it, and then we'll revert. The problem is you got to remember to revert though. Six, make time for daily recharge. For those of you who know me, one of my mantras is I swear by remembering one for, gosh, today is just a tricky day. I'm going to go back now. Here we go. Number six, make time for daily recharge. For those of you who know me, one of my mantras is that I swear by is remember recharge time. We cannot be any good to others if we're depleted. Staying recharged help us helps us both better manage when feeling overwhelmed and also prevents the surge of overwhelming start. You know what's going on here? I have six bees that are flying in the room that I'm giving this podcast in and they're literally swarming over my head. So I'm distracted. I'm going to start over at number six again and I'm not going to get overwhelmed. So here we go. Number six, make time for daily recharge. For those of you who know me, one of my mantras is remember recharge time. 
We cannot be any good to others if we're depleted. Staying recharged helps us both better manage when feeling overwhelmed and also prevents its surge. Let's prioritize getting our personal reflection time to refuel, both to manage overwhelm and to prevent its approach. Let's get some fresh air, some vitamin D, some exercise, or take a nap, see a friend, or spend some time on your favorite hobby. Do what it takes to recharge. And lastly, warning signs. Listen to your warning signs and try to head off any eruption. This loops back to knowing our triggers and paying attention to them. I'll admit that I'm actually rubbish at this. I know one of my triggers for feeling is feeling that I have too much going on. I invariably end up making avoidable mistakes. This is quite predictable. This is exactly what happened to me last week as well. And this is why I decided to write today about overwhelm. May I rely, relay a personal story? Last week, I found keeping the balls in the air of my current projects and responsibilities actually quite challenging. I love my jobs, I love my blog, I love my family, but sometimes there simply isn't enough hours in the day to do all I have to do. I know we women are fantastic at multitasking, but sometimes juggling 400 balls in the air is just too much. I needed to reduce my sleep and my personal recharge time, actually omit my personal recharge time, to meet some of these deadlines I had. And that was a big mistake. On top of all that mess, I also currently have the added stresses of no usable kitchen or office and lots of noise due to the repair work that's going on to fix a flood. Well, the flood is another story. Also, some of my kids are going through quite difficult times. My mother is far away and aging and needs me. Ugh, the overwhelm. I kept going, but then predictably made a stupid mistake. I messed up when posting my blog. And then the unwelcome feeling of overwhelm arrived. I published last week last week's post on living near the championship on Friday to coincide with the Wimbledon's tennis finals weekend. However, I made a technical error when sending it out to all my subscribers and only emailed it as a test, which went solely to me. To make matters worse, I didn't realize this until almost a week later. Gulp. When I did see it, I printed out, I was printing out a document for a deadline and actually making dinner at the same time. And then I was overwhelmed. All the good intention and hard work to be current to send out a post before the week of the of the weekend of the finals was for naught. I know the blog was posted on my website my website on time, but I always email my subscribers before to give them first access. Nerds, drats, gosh darn it, or even worse is what I said. I didn't get to them this time. Neither me nor anyone on my team caught my mistake, and I have disappointed my subscribers. That was completely unacceptable to me. I was overwhelmed. Insert the big poo emoji. <laughs> anyway, I felt the overwhelm envelop me and I decided to practice my training, summarized above. And guess what, guys? It actually worked. I now still have a slight lingering stress about the problem that was com about having a problem or a mistake that was completely avoidable, but I got some perspective. I realized that it's actually okay to be fallible and to learn from it. I told myself I was going to write this say this podcast today without fixing it, without restarting it if I made some mistakes. This is life. We all stumble, we all stutter, we all make mistakes. The key is let's learn from it and let's be strong, let's go on. Some of my amazing subscribers did actually email me to say, we haven't got your post, or did you post? Or after I sent it out a week late, mm, there was a glitch. W what happened? Anyway, thank you guys for commenting and for emailing me, and I love how engaged you all are. I apologize. I apologize to everyone that got the email late, but I'm going to learn from it. I know, guys, that the technical problem isn't the end of the world, 
but my feeling and my judgment was jumbled. I know that, but at the moment, it did seem like a disaster. Now I still need to deal with the lack of a kitchen, no office, and the stresses from being in the sandwich generation. Oh, and by the way, that's definitely a future topic that I'm going to write about, the pressures of my aging parents and my children. But I know I will, and I know I can get through this. I am prioritizing and chipping away at all the problems, and slowly the tasks are getting done. These practical pointers have helped me. They helped me through a moment of overwhelm. I learned from it, and I'm going stronger and better. And I know they can also help you and your loved ones. So good luck. Now it's time for some refuel time, a walk with a friend, and then a chocolate cookie or two. <laughs> Life is good once again. I hope you all have a peaceful, overwhelm-free, contented, and pro productive week. Let me know. Talk to you soon.